Yeah, no, this is just this has just been that week. It's been a really hey, are you ready in a couple of weeks for me and Blake to come down to your house for no apparent reason for a few days? No. It's just like, hey bud, we're here. Oh really? For what event? Nothing now. Now we're good. I guess we're just watching Bola for a few days. <laughs> Dylan's just like, I still haven't used that high spot subscription. Let's pull it up. Welcome to Fight Boys, it's a show about professional and not-so-professional wrestling. I'm your host, the American Nightmare, Scotty Moore. I I just want to die now. I mean, just take you a quick trip to Italy or Seattle or, like, just anywhere and give it I'm a... I'm in f- Orlando, literally, like, the fourth or fifth most traveled to city or oh, something. Yeah. Oh, I was going to be like, go to Disney, and then I remembered, oh, wait... Uh oh, no. So yeah, so I'm gonna get quarantined and have nothing to do. It's gonna be great. Yeah, can't so, go nowhere. Can't do nothing. So wrestling happened, but also coronavirus happened, and I already teased this before the show. But I'm setting a 10 minute timer on my phone, and that's how much time we have to discuss just fucking everything that's happened in the past three days, if that, as far as coronavirus is concerned. And go. Um, so WrestleMania technically isn't canceled. The city is putting the decision on WWE so they don't have to pay out the insurance. WWE is calling their bluff. Uh, it's a meeting of over like, if of, of like almost a hundred thousand people in the city, there's no way it's not going to be canceled. It's a state of emergency in the country. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a giant blow to indie companies. It's going to be a giant blow to WWE. Uh, it's a giant blow to me personally because this is what's been keeping me alive for like the last month or so. My- and it's all just heartbreakingly coming to a terrible, terrible end. My personal favorite thing was browsing through Twitter and everyone responding to where they're like, uh, the the mayor of Tampa said it is in WWE's hands. And everyone was like, does he know who the fuck Vince McMahon is? Vince no, it's Mc- literally that they don't want to pay out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't even consider that. But yeah, that's actually a very good point. So yeah, that's WrestleMania is probably off. Which means WrestleCon is probably off because WrestleCon uh, literally tweeted out a poll saying if WrestleMania is canceled, but the collective and WrestleCon and everything still goes on, would you come or would you cancel the whole trip? And I would think that, you know, a bunch of indie supporters, as people like us are, would be like, no, we'd still come. We'd still support our great indie wrestlers. No, by a wide margin, people are like, we'd just cancel the whole trip. My bad. So WrestleCon's to probably going to be fair, get- part of that might also have been informed by the fact that since, you know... None of the Japanese wrestlers can make it. Yeah. And that's also why I believe uh, Bullet Club Beach Party got canceled as well. So that that one's the first official WrestleMania weekend cancellation, I think. I don't think anything else has been officially canceled yet, but Beach Party is definitely off. I want you to know how hilarious it is for me, the man who bought a uh, Bullet Club Beach Club, Bullet Party Beach Club. Bullet Party Beach Club. Oh, yeah, you, you got one of the hats. Yeah, I got one of the hats because I knew I couldn't make it to the thing, but their logo is fucking sweet. 
Right. And the hat's like, the hat slaps. I was like, well, I'll at least have the hat to wear that weekend so I don't have to wear a wrestling shirt. Because I hate wrestling fans. Uh, and being associated with them uh, makes me feel gross. Yeah. Now, I do like that. That's really our calling card. We are the podcast for wrestling fans that don't want to be wrestling fans. We are that you are. We are addict recovery as far as everything's concerned. It's not even addict recovery. It's just I. I recognize the stigma. It's yeah, kind of yeah. like how you don't want to wear like scene clothes, but you don't mind listening to scene music. Right. Like that's the. You're just like I enjoy this thing, and then you see the people that like are very outspoken about enjoying it. You're just like, Ugh. all it makes me think of are the fucking like goth kids on fucking on Letterkenny just dancing out in front of the uh, community center. Yeah, that's yeah, also, no, you, just in a dollar store parking lot, just ruining everything. Uh, off topic, you guys have convinced me to watch Letterkenny. By the way, I did start that, and oh fuck, it's very, very good. It's very relatable for someone who grew up in the South, even though it's based in Canada, which is kind of like the South of the North. Wish you weren't so awkward, bud. Now, <laughs> um, so yeah, that's that's what's happening there. Basically, all my hopes and dreams died in. T- 24 hours. In 24 hours, yep. everything I'd been looking forward to died because the Japanese wrestlers coming, that was a lot of it. Um, all of New Japan's stuff is in coming from there, the stuff coming from Supercard. They canceled the 18th anniversary. Oh, yeah, yeah. They full on, It was supposed to be this weekend in Vegas, and they just said, we're not going to have it. I yeah, will so, say, I, I don't know how large the venue they've booked for the majority. Same of one the- they always do. No, uh, uh, no, the one uh, for Tampa, the one they the did. The exact same one as last time. No, no, I mean, fuck, I forgot Ring of Honor's not involved in the collective. I meant, like, the GCW shows and jo- Joey Janela, Bloodsport. I don't know how big that venue is, but I feel like if it's under the limit, GCW has the balls enough to be like, we're still fucking going. You guys can show up if you want to or not. It's okay. Because I've been here's to... the thing. Here's yeah. the thing. Uh, Suzuki's not going to be there. Oh, shit. I lost twenty five percent of my interest. Yeah, but then it could be Orange Cassidy wrestling the Invisible Suzuki, which would be Joey. That's definitely what Joey Janela would pull off. He'd be like, "Well, we don't have Suzuki, but we do have Invisible Suzuki," and it's just Cassidy selling for an Invisible Man for the entire length of the match. That was literally that was the that was the one that killed me. I was just like. Okay, they're going to be like, fuck. I, literally, what I was excited for the most is like, I get to see Minoru Suzuki back-to-back nights. Like, Minoru Suzuki yeah. is one of my favorite, favorite wrestlers as far as like, goddamn, this fucking microphone and aura and all that shit. And no, nope, yeah. just fuck your hopes, fuck your dreams, fuck everything you hope this life would give to you. <laughs> Um, and, and then in addition to that, WWE has started at least today. I don't know what they're going to do next week. Oh, they're doing it Monday, too? The return of Stone Cold Steve Austin to this empty performance center! (laughs) Yeah. And I kind of, I really do, I didn't mind. Have you watched any of the clips from SmackDown tonight? I didn't get to watch the whole show. No. It kind of has a cool ambiance to it of having, like, do you remember a while back when Michael Cole, for the WWE YouTube channel, every single week would do a sit-down interview with someone in a big storyline? perfectly quiet and it would allow them to kind of manage themselves and cut a very deep quiet personal promo without having to worry about fans overshouting them that's kind of what it was like tonight like roman had 
probably the best Roman promo I've seen in a while. I only saw a short clip of it, but he's full on like, this is supposed to be like what, spear versus spear, right? Goldberg, spear versus spear. That's one move I do. I've been perfecting this for years. I've main evented every single house show. Why can I not main event WrestleMania and I get my title back? It, and he gave it with such... It, it became... It went from being close to a sport but to being close to entertainment. And I don't mind that at least once in a while. So I like it. I just don't know how long they're going to be able to keep it up. Uh, until they cancel WrestleMania. That's just going to be kind of a, oh! Yeah, well, okay. I'm going to, one last thing about SmackDown, because the only other thing I saw was uh, Bray, who, holy shit, Bray Wyatt works no matter what. If you've got a crowd, if you don't got a crowd, it's fine. And I think Bray relished in it, because the problem with a crowd is you you can't do a quiet whisper in a promo anymore. You can't do a Jake the Sma- Snake soft-spoken promo, because the crowd will overpower you. Bray was like, oh, I ain't got a crowd. Oh, I'm about to fucking whisper, John. And I'm about to tell you how you fucked my life up, John. I'm a wreck you, John. I, I can't oh, was he talking about which time? What do you mean? Oh, uh, uh, the big storyline going into it is the fact that Bray feels John Cena ruined his life by beating him at WrestleMania 30. And that's what led into the downward spiral, which, yeah, kind of, that led the to downward the- spiral where he became WWE champion? For a month. Let's be, that was in order to give the title to Randy, in all honesty. But yeah, no, I, I see what you mean the there. downward spiral where he became universal champion for three months? When was Bray universal champion? Oh, wait, you're right. The, the Fiend. Well, this would be pre-Fiend, is what I'm saying. But yeah, the whole storyline is based on that. And he was just able to go up to John and very quietly be like, at WrestleMania, it's going to be a slaughter, even if you don't know it yet. And I'm like, fuck. It gave me chills. It was very good. But, yeah, what happens... I don't think it's going to get canceled. But what happens if WrestleMania gets postponed? Do they just make up three mo- more months of TV? Because, like... I know what's happening after Wrestlepalooza, and I know the exact amount of shows that I need to get there. If you were like, hey, you gotta move the show three months out, just book some more, I'd be like, "What? I don't know. What do you want me to do? I have no idea. I know. They're going to try. They're going to wait until the very last... It might happen, in all fucking honesty. It might. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't... Like, an empty arena wouldn't be even be bad. Or, like... It would be kind of bad because it is still WrestleMania. Or, and this one's weird, uh, WWE sets up the world's largest Google Hangouts (laughs) and then just pumps in the audio through the speakers (laughs) and lets us all chant together even though we're not in the arena, which would be kind of creepy, actually. Yeah. If they don't cancel it, I'll be amazed. So the theme parks are shut down until the end of March. Yeah. Which did make me and Blake grateful, because we bought tickets for the 1st of April. Although, to be fair, they may continue it if it keeps growing and keeps getting worse and keeps getting worse. Yeah. And, like, so I, I just, I don't, I don't see it. Like, because, like, theme parks and stuff, you can argue, like, oh, it's spread out. This is all in one stadium. Yeah. Like, every tournament. The March Madness is canceled this year, guys. NBA. NFL, or no, NBA, NHL, baseball, everything's gone. Everything's oh, yeah, gone. Yeah. And WrestleMania's there like, no, no, we'll be fine. Vince McMahon is a fucking idiot. 
we're we're only second to maybe the Super Bowl for the most people in an arena at once, but we'll be fine. It's okay. Oh, by the way, uh, FMA in chat does bring up Triple H was on commentary during SmackDown, and it was the best part about SmackDown, because it was nothing but Triple H giving Michael Cole shit for two hours. Like, at one point, Mojo Rawley's there basically being like, hey, Gronk signing, which we would cover that news if we fucking cared about it, but I just, I don't, and so Mojo's there, and he's screaming at Michael Cole, like, yeah, man, he's coming, we're gonna party, but he's doing it over the headset, so the headset's, like, shaking, the mic's moving, and at one point, Michael Cole's like, hey, fucking talk into the mic, talk into the mic, and Trips realizes, like, this segment's going to hell, oh, God, this segment's terrible, and so Mojo ends up being like, get hype, get hype, and Trips just grabs Michael Cole by the shoulders and is like, get hyped, Michael, do it, do it, get hyped. Bless him for trying. God bless Triple H. Fucking Triple H is going to be what carries us through. And he, did you see where he got a demotion? Apparently Triple H, of all people, got demoted. It's because, so the speculation is that since they lost those two people, that since they fired those two people, they have to move people around to cover it. Oh, I could see that. Uh, And also, uh, the other speculation is that the expansion into Japan is not going as well as they were hoping. No, you don't say. I hope it fails. I hope they lose millions. Oh, I wouldn't doubt if they would lose millions on a job. I... I honestly think the only person who wants it or maybe, like, the higher-up bit... I don't even think Triple H wants it. I think Triple H would be full-on, like, hey, look, I understand. It was pretty easy for us to take England. They only had a few big names. Um, they got New Japan. Have you heard of this guy called Suzuki Vince? We don't want to go in there and fuck with those guys. Yeah, that's the thing. UK wrestling was on a resurgence. was on, like, a two- to three-year... Five year at most resurgence. Yeah, and Japan's they... been going since the fucking seventies, nonstop. Oh, yeah. If it they... wasn't one company, it was another carrying this. Yeah, WWE saw the coattails of the UK and was like, "Let's grab onto that," Whoop, and then got pulled up with it. Japan's coattails are already in the heavens. You can't grab onto those right now. And even if you build, like, you send people over there and you get a foot in the door. Who cares? Nobody cares about the people. Reason people show up to WWE shows in Japan is for the WWE stars. Yeah, yeah. No one's gonna want to watch a bunch of house shows of like the fucking WWE style. Like that's never going to. For the fuck's sake, I can go to Japan if there wasn't the coronavirus. I could go to Japan. <laughs> I could walk down to any stadium and watch like a fucking what Sendai Girls Joshi show that would kick the shit out of any NXT taping. Yeah, like yeah. why would I? Why would I want to do? Why would I want to see that Dragon Gate DDT All Japan New Japan Noah like every Japanese female promotion? You're you're like starting at twelfth best. I mean, the only thing they could do is try to put in WWE names that would also know Japanese style. So throw in Shinsuke, throw in Bullet Club guys, or maybe some. Because, I mean, they did something similar with the UK. They at least gave them, like, Cassius Ono or some big names. But for the most part, they kind of pulled from UK boys. Yeah, Yeah. how's that going for them, by the way? When was the last time you gave a shit about NXT UK? When was the last time anyone gave a shit? 
I think I saw something about Finn Balor attacking Tyler Bate, and that made me a little bit excited, but that's about it. Finn and Tyler Bate is all that excites me. You know why those two people got fired? Which ones? The president people? Yeah. You want to know why? Because they thought that the WWE's plan of just accumulating talent so other people couldn't have them wasn't sustainable. No. You don't say. Yeah. And Vince disagreed. They wanted to put that money towards, like, infrastructure and, like, bettering other parts. And Vince fired them for it. Jesus Christ. Vince McMahon's going absolutely. Apparently, he literally snapped the other day at the. I can't. I think it was at the WWE headquarters because uh, Ronda Rousey and um, Kane Velasquez were spotted at the performance center. Literally, Kane took a selfie with Ronda and posted it online, and Vince just went off the deep end because apparently they had been planning big things with Kane, definitely some big things with Ronda, and Vince was like, "No one was supposed to know." No one was supposed to know about this. And I'm like, he, she's still an employee. She can show up wherever. Spec- it's just speculation at this point, Vince, unless you get mad about it. He's too old. Yeah. He's way too, he's a little bit too by old. By the way, by the way, that when you tweeted me, like, XFL games canceled, I was like, I forgot that was a thing. Oh, yeah. Well, the, originally, XFL and our... Our 10-minute timer went up a long time ago, but we got to keep talking about it. XFL got was going to do an empty arena football match, which I don't know how that would work. I mean, I yeah, I do. It'd be football, but as far as an entertainment value thing. But then, like, two days later, they just said, yeah, no, entire, entire thing's canceled. Whole show's canceled. One of my friends online was like, Hey guys, I'm starting up a new speed run of the XFL any percent completion. Uh, last time it took me a whole season. I'm going to try to do it in one game. Let's go. <laughs> they got so, to five. They got to five. I'm very proud of them. I, did you watch any XFL shit? Because I don't know if it was good or not. I think promos were... I think they did promos. I don't know. Fuck, dude. I don't, I don't care. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm really, I'm really tired. Like, the worst case scenario for wrestling for me happened. I literally had like my hopes and dreams shattered in front of me by forces I could not control. Yeah. And like, I just, I don't have the, I honestly don't have the will to talk about fucking anything. Like AEW was good this week. And I I don't give a shit. This is, I don't give a shit about wrestling right now. This is the, this kind of dark, dark feeling on the inside. You feel when everything you've believed is kind of being ripped away from you. That's how I felt when Connor of the Ascension got interviewed and apparently he did not like the rat gimmick. And I was very sad. <laughs> he was like, I went into Vince's office and Vince was like, what kind of music do you like? I like rock and roll. And he goes, Ugh, and just looks at the ground. <laughs> what do you like? And then like, keeps asking him questions. And each time Vince just keeps getting more disappointed. And then someone was there with him. I can't remember who it was, but he goes, Hey, uh, Arn. It I think it was Arn. Arn. Oh, was it Arn? Oh, good. That means I get to do another impression. He looks, he goes, Vince, you know, they say he looks like a rat. And Vince looks up at Connor with what has to be the most terrifying face of all time. It just goes like, you, can you do a nasal voice? What? You know, talk like this. And Connor just immediately breaks and falls apart. And I'm like, this is the, this reminds me of fucking, um, was was it behind the mat? Was that the 1990s movie where fucking Draws comes in? 
he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna puke. This was a, he's gonna puke moment, but full on with, uh, full on with, uh, with, uh, fucking Connor. Oh God, we've got something very good in the chat. It has nothing to do with wrestling news, but it, what the fuck? It's right, Ra- Raquel Gonzalez from NXT. Oh yeah, lifted up Braun Strowman and he's smiling. He looks great. Holy shit! Okay, at first when I just read lifting up Braun Strowman, I thought like on the shoulders fireman's carry. It is just kind of picking him up, but this girl's strong. Damn. Yep. Oh man, this is the worst. So tweet. like, I we don't get we don't get blood and guts anymore. I'm kind of disappointed about that. I too. think they're still gonna do it. They're just moving no. it, aren't they? No, there's nowhere they can do it. They can't even have the show at Daly's place this next week because Jacksonville has... Oh, shit, legitimate? I, I thought they... I were... mean, no, they'll have it. It's going to be an empty show. Yeah, yeah, Every yeah. show's going to be an empty show until sometime in... So, like, everybody's like, okay, April 1st will come and then everything will be okay. Nobody realizes the logistical nightmare for international travel. WrestleMania can't happen because the 30-day ban on travel. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, do they have any guys that aren't based in the U.S.? Because I feel like most of them move over here to, like, Tampa or something. I don't know if anybody... No, no, no. I just meant, like, the the fuck-all of everything that's going to happen. So there's going to be the retention of everybody, and then everything is going to happen at once. Traffic is going to, like, fuck all... Like, everything's going to suck. Oh, yeah. That whole weekend's going to be a little bit insane. Yeah. Uh, Just as everything tries to get back to some sort of normalcy. Yeah, so... I just, I don't know, man. I it, just don't know. It is a, and I used this term last night, it is a grimly interesting time to be in right now, where everyone is panicking. And, cert, you know, there are certain parts of the country and certain parts of the world where they're kind of feeling it more than we are. And to them, I do sympathize. But for me, it is a bit like, okay, there's nothing really going on. Because I'm in Alabama. They, I think we have, like, one case, if that. So I'm in Alabama being like, there's no... Why are you guys buying all the toilet paper? There's no reason to do this right now. We have nothing here. Even coronavirus doesn't want to come to Alabama. They're they're all trying to do their cosplay of the Yeta. <laughs> it's just nothing but a bunch of people walking down the streets in Yeta costumes. Okay, we do need to talk though about expir- uh, expiration date. No, uh, ex- Look, the only good thing to come out of Elimination Chamber was Sami Zayn winning the fucking title. Although, I do wish they had said beforehand the rule. Because I don't know why I came into it thinking, well, if they win the match, all three of them would get the title. That would be ridiculous. It stays on Braun. That's what I thought. Then as I was watching the match, they go, whoever pins Braun gets the title. And I said, I wish I had known this a few days ago, because then I would have been like, oh, Cesaro, or oh, Sammy. But no, I had to find that out on the day of, and then Sammy... That would have been, been great, because we could have all been like, okay, each one of us takes one of the three of them. And- <laughs> yeah, and then Sammy Zayn, after almost a year of not wrestling... Comes back and wins the Intercontinental Championship, which I don't think undoes all the wrong that's been done to Sammy. It does not. But it certainly is up there to be like, I haven't wrestled in a year. I haven't really shown my medal in this ring. I'm still getting the Intercontinental Championship. Fuck all of you guys. But like the ugliest version of it. 
I, yeah, but I feel like at this point, that was the only way Sammy would get it, is the ugliest form of it, would be using his two cronies to go in and then keep the title. Although, that... No, 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 I meant the ugliest version of the belt. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it's a rough belt. They're, they're trying to change him up. I don't mind it that much. I do love the fact that they changed it changed they got rid of the one belt that cody rhodes had some influence on and decided to change that one up yeah i i don't mind it as much as other belt designs but it is no it is no it doesn't look like the intercontinental championship at all they completely like like it there's no connection yeah at all to the lineage and there's nothing about it. That, I think it says Intercontinental on small script you can't read. So yeah. It's like, if you looked so at that belt, you'd be, you, I could, you could make up anything about what that belt is. That's, and the, that's the Texarkana South Northern Western Championship of, uh, of Kansas is what that yeah. one is. And like, then, for fuck's sake, you could have brought back the Oval one from back in the Attitude Era. I would have accepted that. Yeah. Something. Just Something. Um, and then the only other real note I have on Elimination Chamber is I understand you want to book Shayna Baszler like the Brock Lesnar of the women's division, which you already did with Ronda, and we saw how that turned out. Although I will say Shayna has a little bit of a better head on her than Ronda. But Ronda was way more entertaining to watch. Yeah, she's more entertaining to watch because, like... You remember the step-up armbar shit? Oh, yeah, where she would just fucking walk up a motherfucker and then armbar them. Yeah. Yeah, she had no right to be as good as she... I'm, I, when, I, when all that news came out about Ronda at the Performance Center, I went, Oh, fuck, yes, this is gonna be good. We're either gonna get Ronda versus Shayna, or Ronda and Shayna taking on Becky and more Raw women's people, which is gonna be really exciting. But... Um. Yeah, no. I mean, I did appreciate the bit where fucking uh, Liv Morgan once again sacrificed herself for the betterment of a match. I'm slowly learning that Liv Morgan might just be a closeted masochist, and I'm fine with it. Because at one point, I I can't remember who, I think it was Natalia was beating down Ruby Riot And is in front of Liv, and I don't know why, because Natty's not a heel, but mm-hmm. she's looking up at Liv, who's the baby face, and it's like, you see that, Liv? I'm going to do that to you. I'm going to do this to you and stomps on her. And then you can hear her very quietly, Liv, go, oh, fuck. And I went, oh, oh, you that bitch. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. The but- bit where freaking uh, Shayna slams Liv against the like the cage itself and then just sickening thud as she hits her against the pod. Oh, yeah. And I feel like it... I would have swapped an entrant. I would have still had Asuka come in last, and I would have had Shayna be fifth. That way, there wasn't such a long, awkward pause. Because, like, I've played... Yeah, no, they, they needed her to beat everybody. They needed her to be like, Grar, I am the best. It's... Listen... They sacrificed the quality of a match. It's just like Brian and, and Dave Meltzer. They sacrificed the quality of the match for the uh, for the build. Yeah, for and story- now, if WrestleMania doesn't happen, it was worthless. Yeah. And here's the thing. You could still tell the exact same story, but have Shayna come in fifth. Cause then Shayna and have her eliminate all four of them in rapid succession. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, eliminate all four of them, 
and then still have that brief because I didn't mind that like one minute pause where Shayna's just staring down Asuka and Asuka is maniacally screaming in Japanese and I was afraid she was about to punch out of the pod like the Kool-Aid man but she didn't and then finally gets released and then they have a good back and forth enough of a back and forth where Asuka didn't look like someone else in the match but then she still gets put in the taken down like every single other person in that match and then it ends and a third it probably is like a 25 plus minute match with four minutes of just Shayna Baszler standing in the ring and staring at people like you would think in WWE logic oh there's no one in the ring anymore release the next entrant nah nah we don't have to worry about that it's okay I'm uh no let's or well she's not a good enough promo but you could have done like the CM Punk second um the uh, sermon str- on the mound yeah no I know I know yeah. you could have oh no but you couldn't have you couldn't have I enjoy I'm waiting for you next week to come back as like broken Dylan just like hello everybody wonderful ah yes there's no matches happening but I've been watching high spots all week. Um, the Exalted one might show up next week, if they still have that show. I'm kind of excited for that. I am excited about that, but I'm more excited about the build. Because, like, this is the first time I've cared about SCU ever, I think. Like, I love SCU on being the elite. As far I, as wrestling is concerned, I've I'm never... So, I, I'm so out of it right now, I don't even remember what matches happened on Dynamite, other than every... the Other than the fucking, um... Inner Circle beating up everybody after after yeah. the match. Uh, well, this wasn't a match that happened. This was a Christopher Daniels parody of all no, of No, no, I remember that one. That was oh, pretty good. It was so choice because it was Chris Daniels playing the ultimate version of Christopher Daniels, just talking shit about the Dark Order the whole time. Do you have it, a... Pr- it, do you- it, it, it's, it's strangely smacked of Psycho Sting. Yeah. I could see a little bit of that. I could see it, like all the bits where he, it would cut to like the evil Uno section, but it would be him in his full gear just going SEU or screw the Dark Order. Yeah, the that, Dark Order sucks. Yeah, yeah. No. Uh, I honestly, I know they've been teasing Matt, teasing Matt, teasing Matt. It's got to be Brody, right? Like it's gonna be Brody. I think Brody's not a mastermind. I think he could. Oh, hold on, if you've listened to Brody actually speak. He's one of those, like, big guys. Unless Brody Lee comes out with, like, a buzz, like, a fucking, like, unless he shaved off, not, like, 80% of his hair and trimmed his beard down to a goatee, I refuse to believe that Brody Lee is the exalted one. I wouldn't do goatee. I would keep the full long beard, maybe style it a little bit, shave the head, and then you've got a Rasputin thing going on where he's just very calm and very intelligent with everything he delivers, and I think it could very much work. I, I think w- the thing is that I've never seen Brody Lee perform in anything other than a wife beater in jeans, yeah. so I just can't imagine him being anything else. Yeah, because even then when he was on the indies, wasn't he just like a trucker? Wasn't that the yeah, old thing? Yeah, literally. His, his finisher was called the truck stop. Yeah. So I, I understand it. But I've heard a lot of, like, shoot interviews with Brody where he is a very well-spoken man. And he is very fun to listen to. Did you ever hear... So, uh, my favorite, one of my favorite things is uh, two weeks ago when the Usos were on the New Day podcast, 
Yeah. Uh, they talked about how like Cesaro, they the Usos were talking about how they played against Cesaro and and and, uh, and Brody. They were like they came hard for it. Brody Lee was like that old man that can still game, like back you up, <laughs> like hook shot over you. And Cesaro is just a, like an absurd human being. My favorite thing about the New Day podcast is all the stories they have about Cesaro. Oh, and yeah, I can't yeah. wait until I can't wait until Cesaro is on the podcast. I love. I listened to that episode very, very late at night, and I almost got in trouble because I was laughing so hard in the living room at those four, those five idiots just going back and forth on it. It made me really, really excited. I do like that they're starting to do more stuff that's not just storytelling. Like this week, they're doing the TV tournament and stuff, so it lets it know that it has longevity and not just going on as long as the show exists. Yeah, and then but back to AEW. Yeah, B Priestley is back and like they're making her matter yeah still don't like the ring gear but i'm sad that they sacrificed statlander and sheeta in that match yeah that one was rough um then you had jurassic express versus mjf and butcher and blade which was it was it was that match that's it i how do you feel they did have that nice little hoss moment between Butcher and uh, Luchasaurus. That was nice. Yeah, yeah. How do you feel about the fact that they've changed MJF's theme? Because it no longer is just that like smooth opening. It's now MJF screaming, "I'm better than you," and you know it. And then the theme song hits. I like it. That sounds. It that gives, sounds. That's more like him. Yeah, it gives it a button, which I like because the theme song starts off so soft that it takes you a minute before you go, "Oh fuck, it's MJF giving that." But I. I don't know. It's honestly kind of like when Seth first added the burn it down to his theme song. And I was like, I don't know about this, but then it'll be fine. You just, you fear change. Just acknowledge that about yourself. Dark was good. Jimmy Havoc is still beating the shit out of people. You know what I like? Luther won me over this week. Not with his character. I still hate this character. Yeah. He won me over because of the, uh, they, I, I love it when anybody goes against a trope or changes a trope in, in any media. And they did. Because after getting a beatdown after his match, uh, Jimmy Havoc was giving the interview like where he's getting taken care of by the doctor. And Luther beat the shit out of him again there, mid-promo. And oh, wow. I appreciated the fuck out of that. That's really because good. Because you don't, you don't see it. It's really good. Also, there was that great match between Sheeta and the one... Uh, Abaddon? Abaddon, yeah. The fucking the full zombie lady. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like it was disturb. It looked like fucking something out of House of the House of the Dead. Oh, really? Like normally when people do it, it's kind of like Rosemary. It's like, oh, she's still trying. No, this woman was repulsive. <laughs> she did the makeup to make herself look repulsive, and like moved like it, and like had a decent move set. She cane sat up at one point. Like she'd have beat her, and like she'd have looked like uh, it was it was like a Power Rangers. Like, or, like, anime moment where it's like, I have defeated this great evil. That's so good. Um, oh, also, I've got some... So, FMA in chat is a, is a king or queen, I don't know. But they have uh, listed all of the matches, and it did remind me. I hated the name Death Triangle last week, but I love it now because the Death Triangle is not just a name, it is a thing. Because they brought in Joey and then both members of uh, Private Party laid them next to each other. And oh, yeah, I did, 
Triple, triple submission? A triple, a triple triangle on all three of them together. Locked it, and it needs some work. I'm not gonna lie, there were some moments where some arms slipped out of place, but at the same time, I was like, oh. But did, but did it finish the match? But did they die? But did they die, though? Uh, did no, they, they win the match through doing that? No, they didn't. Well, that was after the match. That is their million-dollar man shoving a dollar bill in the mouth to embarrass you. To add the, I guess, injury to injury, not insult to injury at that point. And then, of course, you've got Archer and Jake Roberts that came out from the show. And, yeah, it works. I, that, that's one of those things that I'm just like, if you brought... Everybody was like, they should have had him attack. It was like, you didn't... You don't need that. Like, Jake Jake the Snake, like, his persona, he's not, like, a, a sneak attack persona. It's not what you would expect. I, I know he's done it during his career, but that's not, like, the mystique he gives off. The mystique he gives off is the man that, like, slowly walks down the ramp and, like, it's the punch you see coming, but you can't stop. And that's kind of the feeling I get off of them. It's like, this is, this is the murder. This is Lance Archer. Do you see him? Yeah. You see him. It doesn't matter. It's full-on mind games. Like, it, yeah, and I like it a lot. I, I also like that they didn't stay. It was not an overstaying their welcome. It was, we're going to come out, let them know we're here, and we're out. That's all we needed yeah, to that do. That was the other thing. Was, that, was, that was underwhelming. I was like, no, it served its per- Everybody's so used to the WWE thing of, like, you got to make a moment. No, 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 no. You can just show something. Yeah. And then let it come back. Yeah, it, it, it's perfectly fine to not have everything be big and huge. Like, I and I'm fine with it. I'm fine with them not having this big, grandiose introduction. Like I said, bring it to me at a restaurant. I wouldn't turn it away. Not gonna be my favorite meal of the week, but that's not my kind of meal, so it's okay. I'm still. But gonna if it builds, but if it's them practicing so they can make like fucking duck confit for you and like. Yeah, exactly. Whatever else, sure. If it's building to something, if it's like the second course of a of a seven course, and <laughs> course five is gonna kick my taste buds straight down my throat. Whatever. Yeah, this wasn't the appetizer. The appetizer was last week when Jake Roberts came to the ring and was like, "Hey, Cody, um, you're fucking dead. Just wanted to let you know, my dude, you're." I gone. want you to know the only thing that can disappoint me is if his theme music doesn't start with him screaming, "Everybody dies." Oh, yeah, that would be so good. Uh, oh, and then Blood and Guts Rules did come out. And yeah, it's it, no, it's original War Games. Congratulations, it's it, original War Games. It, it's War Games, and then I, I didn't know a lot about original War Games. I didn't know you could only win it through submission or surrender. Holy shit, that's terrifying of a phrase. Yeah. So that's going to lead to some buck wild shit going on. Although I do see that's probably my first elimination as I see Matt Jackson doing something wrong and then a hangman being like i'm out and then that's a, it's like I, no you can't leave what no 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 surrender he's just like i give up i'm not dealing with you guys anymore and then leaves i that might be my favorite rivalry in this entire company it is a rivalry between tag teams but technically only between matt jackson and hangman adam page who by the way you sent it earlier tweeted out the greatest document of all time on his Shut Twitter. up, that's my face. Oh, okay. That's my face of the week, goddammit. He didn't tweet anything out then. Alright. So, Tell yeah. everybody about our two patrons. Our one patron. Our one patron. We don't mention the other one. He's dead. He died. Fuck no, him. He did start donating again, but he only donates a dollar now, so we're gonna say his name, like, super quietly. 
We're just gonna not mention him at all. Oh, uh, by the way, to match her husband, Brandy did get a neck tattoo. It is a very tiny one of Mickey Mouse, and that's it. And it's kind of it's, the... it's not a neck tattoo if it's behind the ears. Fuck off. Fuck you, Gazi. <laughs> It's on the neck. Fuck off. Patreon.com slash a load of BS. That's the website where you can support the Fight Boys and our entire network, the BS Network. And you get access to exclusive content. You get Wrestling History X, our show where we take a deep dive into some of our favorite moments in pro wrestling history. Dylan's work. That is coming. I finished watching all the shit. I promise. I stopped. So I'm sorry. Life got in the way. Yeah, yeah. No, it's okay because last month we figured out the other thing we're going to do. And it's amazing. If you're a fan of JW. WF Pro Wrestling. Well, there was a JWF before our JWF, and me and Blake react to it on Patreon, and it is absolutely. Oh, I don't, I don't get a chance. I don't get to get in on that. You can watch it on your own, because <laughs> I'm not about to let that embarrassment wash over me of you just watching that whole thing. But you can get it by donating at. Okay, hold on. The most gauzy thing ever was just put in our chat, which is I'll restart my Patreon after my court date. Don't, 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 don't give him the recognition. Just keep going. Just keep going. Well, we know somebody got too close to an elementary school. Anyways, Gazi, who are we tweeting? I'm sorry, Dylan, who are we tweeting this week? I don't have it. Like, I don't want to tweet at anybody because it, like, it just feels like things are going poorly. There's no like uplifting tweet you can make at somebody right now. All I've been really doing at this point has just been asking indie wrestlers since they don't have any upcoming dates to come on the show. I've just been like, "Hey Danhausen, you ain't you ain't doing nothing. Come on, bud. Let's go. Warhorse, what are you up to this weekend? Come on." I'm not going to lie. It took me 20 minutes before my brain went to how could I profit off of this and it was fully the fact of well you know digital wrestling can never be cancelled Wrestlemania might be cancelled but Wrestlepalooza still goes on we are the dominant sport now so who should we I don't know who needs to cheer me up maybe um Danhausen's having him some time. I'm just going through different Twitter accounts now. Have we even talked about, like, have you even tweeted Danhausen on this one? Have we tweeted Dan? I, I mean, no, I, no, we haven't. You've talked about him. We haven't tweeted at him. I've personally tweeted Danhausen from our account, but never on the show. Yo, at Danhausen. Teach my man Dylan what you all about. <laughs> yeah, go get some friend Housens and go drink some, some Clawhausens and fuck off Housen. Don't. No swearing. He'll he'll immediately block us if we do swearings. Oh, no. That last one was you. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Uh, well, while I do this, Dylan, would you like to get into your heel of the week? Because I feel like we need to end on a positive note. <laughs> yeah. I, I misunderstood that for a second. I was just like, wait, wait. How can we... How can that be a thing if that's a, also a thing? Also a bad thing. Yeah. No, no, no. That's no. also a bad thing. That's not a good thing. I like like we already talked about it like it's just everything is I'm I'm sad about everything like nothing in actual wrestling that happened was that incredibly upsetting WWE has gotten to the point where it's not upsetting at all it's just like I'm just numb to it yeah like the Wrestlemania build up was happening and I was just like yep those are words you're using those are those are those are things yep nope AJ Styles called him Mark Calloway sure Whatever. Broken down old man. Yeah, probably was going to be a casket match. Uh, second, like, like, 
Listen, MVP played a great heel. MVP oh, yeah. still got it. He's been great. Uh, I did instead tweet Jervis Cottonbelly because he seems like he's going to be having a rough time losing all these bookings. So I just said, hey, Jervis, we love you. And that was it. That's the nicest thing I think we've done on this podcast. <laughs> Uh, not even t- just the Twitter segment. In general, overall, the nicest thing we've ever done. Yeah, no. So, anyways, uh, back to you. Back to you in the studio. No, it, no. Like, I guess br- technically, brawl. Yeah, just because. So there were those two. There were those two promo segments and the beatdown, and those were pretty good. But like, nothing. They're just doing such a shitty job of building WrestleMania. Yeah. Like, why? Why should I be interested outside of? Outside of the only things they're really promoting successfully are Becky Lynch is promoting herself. Yeah. Like in, in minute segments because she has the charisma of a whole fucking cheerleader team. Um, they're giving Randy and Edge two people like over. It was like I, I wrote, Welcome to Raw, where the only way you get extended promo time is if you're a man over the age of 40. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I liked it this week. I thought it was weird that Edge hit an RKO. Like, I get it. That's all Edge has been, or all Randy's been doing is hitting RKOs and then sandwiching people's heads in chairs, so I'm kind of fine with it. But, like, Edge, well, no one can do an RKO like Randy Orton. And I'm like, Edge, just spear him. It's okay. Spear him and then crush his head. That's all you have to do. Carl Anderson can. Oh, yeah. Carl does deliver a good one. Uh, gun, stun gun. Tama hits a good one too. Tama hits yeah. a very good one. But uh, yeah, dude, gun stun baby. Um, yeah, what's your what's your heel of the week? Hold on, this might be the first time in existence we got retweeted, not retweeted, but responded to in the course of the episode because Jervis just said, "Aw shucks, I love you." Aww. Maybe if we just had been nice to Chuck Taylor that entire year, he might have followed us. We were at the beginning. <laughs> well, my heel... I distinctly remember there was a period of time where we were nice and that got us nothing. That's why we started, like... Negging, yeah. Negging him. And then we just started being dicks and then we just kind of gave up. Well, finally, my, my heel of the week is someone who I never thought I would... I didn't think a Rhodes would be my heel of the week ever fucking again but my heel of the week is dustin rhodes because he got to do the same shit that the young bucks had been doing for a while which is just fucking with adam page's shit adam wants to be adam let adam do his thing don't fuck with it like firstly i understand adam wanted to go out and perform on his own and prove that he could beat the inner circle one on two but also I was excited because maybe he would have an interesting person to come out and team with. Nope. Instead, Dustin Rhodes comes out and is like, I fucking hate the inner circle. Adam Page, I'm teaming with you. Let's go. And you see Hangman come down to the ring and his uh, lower third just says, hasn't talked to Dustin all day. (laughs) Gets in the ring and then it's just nothing but watching a very awkward encounter as he has to be like, I guess I'm teaming with Dustin right now. Cool, I guess. And then it ends with a massive beatdown again. And I'm like, Dustin, no. I... I guess it's because Adam is such a great babyface that now if anybody fucks with him, I'm instantly like, no, 
you, you fucked with my boy, so now I'm mad. My boy had a plan, and it was going to go off without a hitch, so fuck you. Although, to be fair, his track record against Chris Jericho, not the best, but still. I mean, he just picked up a win. Yeah, he did just pick uh, Well, he pinned, uh, they pinned, uh, Sammy. Win's a win, asshole! <laughs> so, Sammy yeah. Guevara can suck a dick. All right, now on to baby faces of the week. Would you like to go first or me? Um, no, you can go first. You All right. Take this back. My... You can end on the true baby face. Yeah, oh yeah. Well, here's the thing. I know a couple weeks ago I was a real sourpuss about Johnny Gargano allegedly turning heel when in actuality turned the truest baby face he could by finally being like... And he cemented it this week by looking in the camera and saying... I didn't hear an apology. I didn't hear anything. You just come back and now all of a sudden, and it's Johnny doing everything we thought the storyline needed to lead into, which is Johnny saying, you were the worst thing that happened to NXT. How dare you? And I like the way they're turning the story now because now they are turning the story to where two men who really kind of rebuilt NXT from the ground up because I'm not going to lie, it was floundering there for a while with, like, the Drew stuff and the Andrade Champions eras. I wasn't that big into it. Then Johnny and Ciampa got me interested again. So this is not a battle over, like, egos or anything else. This is a battle over who is NXT, who truly is the the champion of NXT. Not holding the belt, you know, but, like, and so this one segment built all of this up so well because you had him go back and then you see Ciampa immediately revert to heel Ciampa saying, I'm not going to listen to you anymore. Run in the bag, scream, we're doing this the Tommaso Ciampa way. And then they proceed to beat the fuck out of each other across the literal WWE Performance Center. I don't know how to gimmick a wall, but they fucked up a wall on the way there. And then the segment ends with them on top of this big-ass stage where they put up the uh, the commentators on. And they're beating the shit out of each other. And the biggest button of all time is the crowd chanting, Throw them off! Throw him off! And Johnny looks at them and is like, Is that really what you want? What the fuck is wrong with you? Why are you... An- you guys are animals! And then continues the beat down. And then Ciampa just hits the most fucking devastating devastating uh fucking not project champa what move is that why can't i not remember the name of this move it's the same one he gave to cole from the top of war games air raid crash air raid crash air raid crash through a table johnny sells it like he just got shot in the heart and in one segment i went from oh they're just rehashing an old feud to oh, no, this is the biggest feud of all time, and they're They're, still... No, they both died in that. Regal came out and looked at both of them. The referee was like, it's... They're not good, Regal. Yeah. Like, once again, this is not rehashing. This is escalating something that's just been building. Oh, someone's gonna have to... Someone's gonna... They're gonna pull a gun. Someone has (laughs) to die at this point. Johnny Gargano comes out with a fucking sword... (laughs) And then the ref is like, okay, Johnny, you've got to throw that to the side. No, I don't. (laughs) No, I don't. This is no disqualification for a reason. Let's do this. Uh, He only needs one arm to hold his child. Yeah. uh, No, no, no. Match continues, hits the end. uh, Ciampa kicks the sword out of his hand. At the end, Johnny has to commit honorable seppuku to end the match. (laughs) Shows up on Raw two days later. All right, that is my baby face of the week. What about you, D? 
Uh, from the desk of uh, of Hangman Adam Page. <laughs> Adam Page will no longer be accepting beer from the crowd. He will be bringing his own supply of alcohol. Uh, that alcohol will be whiskey in the hopes that the higher alcohol content will help <laughs> stave off the coronavirus. This is so uh, good. Let's see here. He will no longer be applying wrestling holds around the head and face. <laughs> my, my second one after that is the wash your hands with uh, soap. Don't touch, avoid touching your, uh, your, your eyes, nose, and mouth. Uh, avoid public gatherings. Buy a six pack of Corona. They didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> Apply your turn signal when turning or changing lanes. Consider the benefits of Medicare for all. And put pineapple <laughs> on your pizza. Give it a try. I was against it, but now I'm, I feel like it rocks. That is 100% how, how that man did that. And <laughs> wait, wait, I just now noticed this at the bottom. He signs it, and underneath it, it doesn't say Adam Hangman Page. It says Adam Hands Wash Page. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck. Christopher Daniels retweeted that and, and, ca- and captioned, Can we just make Adam Page president? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I saw that and immediately retweeted it on the Fight Boys account, just going, like, make him champion of everything. He's oh, yeah, like- no. I... When 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 Adam Page this year, I I predict this year becomes AEW championship, that pop is going to be legendary. Oh yeah, yeah. All out, baby. Adam Page versus whoever has the belt. I hope it's Kenny. I hope it's Kenny versus Page, like I wanted it to be at fucking double or at uh at the first pay per view. Yeah, yeah. That wouldn't be bad. Um, I don't know because at this point, I think MJF at double or nothing against Moxley. Moxley retains. I don't know where they go from that. I don't know who else they could build up in a reasonable time other than maybe Kenny. Yeah, but Kenny, I guess they could do Babyface versus Babyface. But no, Kenny's going to turn. Hit. We've been over this. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. No, then definitely that. Then definitely that. Yeah. Actually, I, I I don't know how they would do it, but find some very easily, very easily. Not not Kenny. The entire elite turn everyone other than maybe Cody heel and hangman isn't even a heel hangman is just I'm here because they're my friends and they won't let me leave I'm having no to no do- that's how they do it they're they like decide that they want to keep control oh they okay. want to keep their top spot and they're willing to like by any means necessary like I I predict that blood and guts goes a very violent way and at the end of it like hangman is uncomfortable perhaps with how like Cody or the bucks like take it. I don't think it's gonna be Cody. I think it is gonna straight up be the Bucks. I think the Bucks yeah. are gonna be trying. I don't. To... Cody also has a masochistic, like a sadomasochistic streak where it's just like let's. Well, the let's only fucking... thing, the only thing with Cody is Cody has been so distant from the elite. They're talking about like Hangman Page trying to distance himself. Cody is the most distant of them all. He has his own other faction at this point with Dustin and QT Marshall and Brandy. He's in like a completely different world. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, freaking Kenny teams with Riho, so like everybody's got somebody. <laughs> the yeah. Bucks have Brandon Cutler. Oh yeah, yeah. But who, by the way, Brandon Cutler can fucking go. Oh yeah, did you see the clip he put on Twitter where he was like, "I've been watching a lot of Nick Jackson uh, hot tags recently, and it's just him fucking going around the ring, going crazy." 
Yeah, no, I've watched... He's the highlight of Dark at this point. He is single-handedly two weeks in a row beat the shit out of Private Party. Oh, wait, what? Why? Yeah, yeah, Who's he teaming with? Uh, the first time it was... I think it was, like, two weeks ago. Uh, three weeks ago with Sean Spears. Just, like, the, the search. Yeah. So, Spears and Tully leave. And then... Cutler actually starts winning. And he, like, looks up and was like, we can finish this! And then he ends up losing because, like, there was nobody there. But he had them. And then this week, he double finishers. He double TPKs Private Party, but he wasn't the legal man. And by the time Sonny got in the ring, like, yeah. she, he got hit with the finisher. So, like, Brandon Cutler's just there, like, so upset. I, I don't know. I'm really excited to see the payoff of the... Uh... The who will be Sean Spears. Do you think they have someone in mind? Because I honestly... Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. When they did the librarian shit, I'm fairly sure they were like, why don't we just bring in Leva and Peter Avalon, but we'll make it a big thing so people feel included. Because, like, this week, this is the biggest boon for indie wrestling of all time. Because, like, you had um, Simon Miller show up. You had... Who was the first guy? I can't remember who it was. I don't know. But, uh... They had a bunch of indie guys show up on there, and I went... Oh, this is how they get on TV at this point is by showing out. I'm pretty sure it'll be super bad. Oh, fuck. That would actually be very, very good. Although I I don't want them to do a Four Horsemen rehash and I honestly don't think Cody would want to do a Four Horsemen rehash of all uh, either. But wouldn't you love if Superbad came out did like the two and then held up the other four and then was like, just did the symbol of excellence, the four horsemen, and then Tully joins them and Spears joins them. But then you would have to find two other motherfuckers. I, I don't know. if you... The last of the true hybrids. <laughs> Do you the have... hybrid two come out? I would pop so hard for that. You'd call them something else because they have none of the feel of the... Actually, no, they have a completely new feel, which is like arrogance personified. <laughs> Do you have okay? If you had to do and it had to keep the name Four Horsemen, who would no? You, you don't. You don't keep. No, no, the no. Name. I'm saying like it, fantasy booking. If you had to fantasy, fantasy booking, book. this is your thing, not my thing. <sighs> it really is. The other day uh, on Twitter, someone whose name shall not be mentioned on this show tweeted out, "I kind of want to just fantasy book an indie show," and then I spent two hours fantasy booking. Gimmick matches, storylines of an entire show. I would do. I hate to say it, Cody. I would really put Cody in there, like a heel Cody with Brandy, Sean, and then I don't know who no, else. There's no way. Like there's no that. No, no, no. My my lineup is the most realistic lineup. Yeah, yeah, but it could not be called the Four Horsemen. No, it couldn't. You could call it like Excellence Forever. Oh yeah, yeah. Didn't they, wasn't there something similar to that in TNA where they did No, it was Fortune. Fortune, that's right. Yeah, no, no, fuck that. Fuck. Now that I'm saying it, I'm instantly like, never mind. This is going to be like Road Warriors 2000 bullshit. We can't do this. No, that's why I stopped immediately. <laughs> Hi, I'm Scotty Moore, and I love whiskey. Hi, I'm Drunk, and I'm Blake Tanner, love. And we are the BS, and we are creating a book. It is Southern Mythology, a collection, an anthology of stories, all inspired by our different favorite whiskeys. Buffalo Trace. Bill Mead Reserve Bourbon. Angel's Envy. There's going to be like 25 stories, so... We need to get to drinking. That's right, Scotty. Every month we have a special episode on our podcast, A Load of BS, where each one of us brings 
a special whiskey close to our hearts that we really want to taste and share with the world. And then we just make a fucking raunchy story out of it. <laughs> and so... Okay, and they meet at a crossroads, right? It's gonna be like the crossroads of a train track. <laughs> you know what a trace is, right? Um, that's a three in Spanish. Who is the most envious angel of all? We just did a demon one. We can't do Lucifer twice in a row. Yes, we can. And we need your help. Whether you're a whiskey distillery and want to send us, like, a sample of something to get in the book. Whether you are a whiskey enthusiast who also happens to be a big name and want to get a story in the book, we need your help. Check out a load of BS, and every single month you can get your update on Southern Mythology. We're bad at commercials. So, Dylan, we made it through the worst week in professional wrestling history, but... So, no, so like the Homer said, the worst week so far. <laughs> <laughs> but there is one company that's still going. To this day, the coronavirus can't stop one man, and his name is Captain Tibbs. So why don't we turn over to him and Silver Spoon for another episode of JWF Monday Night War. Ladies and gentlemen, Captain Tibbs here, breaking in before the start of our actual program. Got a bit of bad news for you. A couple weeks ago, we were slapped with the biggest cease and desist order I think I've ever seen in my life, and that's over the name of JWF Monday Night War. Apparently, Monday Night War has already been a thing, and it was a thing many years ago, and it's still trademarked, so, uh... I'm sorry to say, but... The Monday Night War before Wrestlepalooza will be the last episode of Monday Night War. Because after Wrestlepalooza, you will see JWF Monday Night Ignition, a brand new podcast on the BS Network, featuring all of your favorite superstars like Blake Tanner, Scotty Moore, The Dylan, Momoa Curry, Guy Fieri and all the other greats you love, the VWO, they're there too, all of them. Come see us every week. And it actually will be on Monday this time, so just look for it every Monday night. JWF Monday Night War, and we've already started off with an absolutely amazing announcement coming soon to the BS Network, the debut of JWF Monday Night Ignition. Tibbs, this is amazing. That's right, Sills. We're dropping all the dead weight. We're breaking off on our own for the first time in forever, which is really strange to say. That's right. I mean, the Fight Boys, they have been our home, the home for the JWF for many, many years. But we feel it is our time to strike out in the world and make JWF a house 
Hold name and Tibbs. It all starts at this year's Wrestlepalooza. It is going to be an absolutely amazing show. In the main event, we already know Momoa Curry, our champion, is going to be taking on the demon, the beast known as the Leviathan. And then, of course, at expiration date just a few days ago, we, we saw some amazing matches, and you know there's going to be fallout for it. Maybe the VWO will seek retribution from the wild-eyed Southern boys, and then of course, there was that match, that amazing last man standing match between Blake Tanner and the Dylan Tibbs. That's right, Sills. It's an absolute bloodbath among bloodbaths. Those two men almost killed each other. That's right. And actually, Blake Tanner was taken to a local medical facility. He unfortunately did suffer a concussion from that match and is yet to be cleared to come back and compete for JWF. But we do wish all the best for Blake Tanner in these upcoming weeks. We hope a full recovery to Blake Tanner after that brutal match. But of course, in addition to that, let's not forget the Dylan who did not go without his own share of suffering, Tibbs. Had an amazing match. Both men ended completely bloodied. But let's not forget what the match was for. To stay within the group, the Dynasty which has become one of the most dominant groups in JWF history. They've held just about every single title this company has had to offer. They've won the Regal Rumble. They've got the cash-in-the-bag briefcase that Scotty Moore still holds to this day. The tag titles, the captain's championships. The only thing that seems to have looted them at this point is, of course, the JWF championship itself, Tibbs. Well, Sills, to, to be more specific, it has only eluded Scotty Moore of the dynasty. Both members, uh, even Blake Tanner, the former member, JWF champions in their own right. That's right, but Scotty Moore, he gave them an ultimatum, said fight for their spot in the dynasty, and the Dylan came out victorious, and Scotty Moore is coming down to our ring right now, and I think he has got some congratulations due for the Dylan after that brutal match. Let's have a listen. At expiration date, we witnessed one of the most beautiful displays of violence that I've personally ever seen in a JWF ring. We saw the Dylan go toe-to-toe with Blake Tanner, a man who Dylan had never beaten before. And those two men left it all in the ring. They destroyed each other to a point where I thought that damn match could go on forever. Neither man giving the other an inch And both of those men left there limping and bleeding, their faces covered with a crimson mask, and both men left with my respect. But just one man left with my trust. My trust that they would be able to do what it takes to achieve the dynasty's goal of having our waists draped with championship gold. And that is this man. The man that beat Blake Tanner to a point where he wasn't able to get back up. A man who is the brutalizer of the dynasty. This man is the lord of the smart side, the Dylan. Well, ladies and gentlemen, here he is coming down to the ring. The man who, uh, let me tell you something, Tips, absolutely destroyed Blake Tanner last night. It was an absolutely amazing match these two had. And I'm interested to hear what the Dylan has to say after that, that horrifying match. Thank you, thank you. You're far too kind. But speaking of that match, I, I do have a message for, for Blake 
wherever he's lying right now, recovering, licking his wounds. Seemed like I would like very much. It would probably be appropriate, and I would, I would like to talk to you about respect. I'd like to say how much I respect you for that match, for the fight that you gave, for the fighting spirit you showed as you and I went back and forth, minute per minute, to the point that it felt like an eternity between blows. I would like to do that. I would love to stand here right now, look into this camera, into your eyes, and tell you that I respect you. But then I would be lying. Because I do not respect the weak. I do not respect those who cannot do what it takes to get the job done. I do not respect the weak link of a group, which is why you are no longer here. And Scotty and I are the sole survivors of the dynasty. We are the sole dominant force in this company now. Oh yeah, and we are gonna prove it. Because we are on the way to wrestle Palooza, ladies and gentlemen. That famed road that leads to one of the biggest shows of the year. A show that doesn't get canceled unlike some other companies. And the JWF Championship has still eluded my grasp. Despite everything I've done, despite all my attempts at cashing in my briefcase, the title still stays firmly around the waist of Momoa Curry. But now that we've separated the proverbial wheat from the chaff, now that the cream has rise to the top, now that we've got the concentrated efforts of the Dylan and Scotty Moore, I'm going to do something that I've never gotten the opportunity to do before. I'm going to walk into Wrestlepalooza with the JWF Championship around my waist, and I'm going to pin the Leviathan to the mat and send him packing out of this company, proving to everybody what I've said from day one, that I am the true hero of the JWF. I am your savior. Not Captain Tibbs, not Momoa Curry, not the fucking Hammerman. Scotty Moore is your hero, and you're going to have to deal with that. Because gods, <laughs> demons, oh, they mean nothing to a dynasty. Well, Tibbs, strong words from Scotty Moore. There. I mean, we said at the beginning of the show, the main event of Wrestlepalooza, we thought it was set in stone. Momoa Curry taking on the Leviathan, but Scotty Moore looks like he wants to absolutely ruin the main event of Wrestlepalooza. What in the world's going on? I don't understand that, Sills. Trying to insert yourself in a battle between those two, that, that's like putting yourself in the middle of a, a nuclear bomb and a volcano going off. That's right, Tibbs, and let me tell you something right now. I know the one person most shocked by it is Momoa Curry. You gotta think, Momoa, he survived facing Blake Tanner at the Regal Rumble. He survived that hellacious expiration chamber match at our previous pay-per-view. You gotta think that Momoa Curry, all of his focus is right now on the Leviathan, and you gotta think, hearing Scotty Moore come out with this, hearing all of these people come out of the woodwork wanting the JWF championship, you gotta think that's dividing the champ's attention. Uh, maybe so, Sills, although if I were Momoa Curry, I would be focused on the greater threat at large, which is the Leviathan, who can actually end the world, but Scotty Moore coming in 
he could be a spoiler. That's right, Tibbs. But of course, we have sent one of our top interviewers backstage right now with Momoa Curry to hear his response to Scotty Moore's threats and, of course, to his upcoming match against the Leviathan. Let's have a listen. Hello, everybody. Honeypot Mick, I'm not a demon anymore, I promise here, with the JWF World Heavyweight Champion, the god of the JWF, Momoa Curry. Now, Momoa, more than ever before, a massive target has been put on your back ahead of Wrestlepalooza. Earlier tonight, Scotty Moore said that he was going to try and steal your title away before the show of shows. And I know several other men in the back that have their eyes on trying to walk into Wrestlepalooza with your title. Uh, how does the champ respond to all of these contenders coming out of the woodwork so suddenly? Look, this was all fun and games until the Leviathan showed up. You, you know me, you know old Momoa, I'd be willing to take on any competitor on any day. Hell, if you had a referee, I'd fight you anywhere. The parking lot, the gas station, Momoa Kari was ready to go, but no one in the JWF understands what's truly going to be at stake during Wrestlepalooza. This is not a simple title match. That concept went out the window the minute my brother came back to win the Regal Rumble. This is a match that could possibly lead to the destruction of this very world itself. The Leviathan is no normal man. He spreads hellfire wherever he walks and leaves the earth charred and dead with each footprint he leaves. I have to keep this title around my waist because I'm the only man who can defeat the Leviathan in a one-on-one -on -one match. I'm the only man willing to put their life on the line against that monster. Because believe me, the end of that match will only happen when one man, one god, is dead and gone. The Leviathan proved that to me. He proved to me that I'm going to have to put my brother six feet in the ground. And that's the only way we make it out alive. There's a damn near infinite number of possibilities of what can happen at Wrestlepalooza. But there's only one way that we can win. And that way is when the God of Law, God of the Sea, and God of the entire JWF steps into that ring and does what he has to do. And that's destroy the Leviathan. Well, Tim, strong words there from Momoa Curry, and I got to agree with him. I mean, we said Monday Night War would be over before Wrestlepalooza, but the JWF as a whole might not exist after Wrestlepalooza if the Leviathan can get his hands on that championship. Now, so this is a very real threat to our existence, and I completely understand the real power and weight that Momoa Curry has put behind that, but I'm gonna have to say, I've already spent a lot on branding. I've got new signs, I've got new everything, so Momoa Curry better save the world. That, well, I mean, also because everyone we know and love would be dead, Tibbs. That, that would be an... I spent a lot of money on these signs, Sills. Alright, Tibbs, well that is gonna be an amazing championship match at Wrestlepalooza, but some people who don't have a dancing partner yet, some champions who still need a title match are, of course, 
the men known as the wild-eyed southern boys, men who debuted in this company and have basically, they've spread like wildfire tips. Let's not forget, they assaulted the former champions, the VWO, last year as the VWO were receiving the award for Tag Team of the Year. And ever since, the wild-eyed southern boys have been on a tear, defeating the VWO at the Regal Rumble, and then going on to defeat them in what was an absolutely hellacious three-on-three Olympic elimination match at expiration date just a few short days ago. I mean, let's be honest, Tibbs. There were moments in that match where we thought it was all over for the Southern Boys. Sam Adams, he was alone in the ring with one of the most dominant teams in JWF history, but he managed to pull out all the stops and defeat them and secure the title for the Wild-Eyed Southern Boys. Exactly, Sills. It's like since they come into the game, the Wild-Eyed Southern Boys have just always had the number of the VWO. The VWO have never been able to really get that big win over the Southern Boys, especially since Spider Lockhart became their manager. That's right. One of the most prolific wrestlers in JWF history. A first ballot Hall of Famer easily. Spider Lockhart aligned himself with the Wild-Eyed Southern Boys, even going so far as to come out of retirement for that match at expiration date. And Spider Lockhart's tutelage, his training, is really what seemed to up the game of the Southern Boys. I mean, let's not forget Sam Adams. He had been in the JWF for years, and many people considered him to be floundering in obscurity. And then once he aligned himself with Spider Lockhart, uh, things just exploded for him, Tibbs. That's right, Sills. I it's amazing to see the trajectory they've had recently, and I just don't know if we have a team right now that's cohesive enough and that that, that can turn their attention to the Wild-Eyed Southern Boys. That's right, Tibbs, but the champs are in the ring right now, and they don't seem to be phased by that. They seem to be happy. They seem to be excited after that amazing title victory at expiration date, and I think they've got a message for the entire universe ahead of Wrestlepalooza. Let's have a listen. They said it couldn't be done, and we proved them all wrong, baby. They said the wild-eyed Southern boys claiming these JWF Tag Team Championships couldn't be done, and we proved them wrong. They said the wild-eyed Southern boys taking out all three members of the VWO couldn't be done, and we proved them wrong. They said the wild-eyed Southern boys ain't shit, and we proved them wrong. You see, what you see in this ring right now is nothing short but pure, unadulterated excellence, baby. You see, I came to become the tutor, to give my tutelage to these two men, Houston Longhorn and Sam Adams. And ever since, these men have become the greatest thing this company has ever seen. What you see in this ring right now, you won't see for the rest of your life. Because what you're looking at is the greatest of all damn time, baby. That's right, Spider. You see, nearly two years ago, old Sam Adams came to this company and I was ready for him to strap a rocket to my back and propel me to the spot I deserved. I was immediately put in the main event. I was wrestling for the JWF Championship in the first ever Fatal 4-Way Heck in a Sec match. And then... All of a sudden, Sam Adams disappeared. Wasn't on TV, wasn't on house shows. They didn't put my face on any promotional material. And every single time I went to that son of a bitch over there, Captain Tibbs, and asked for a shot, 
he'd say the same thing. Hey, we'll get you next time, kid. And next time never came. But luckily, Spider Lockhart, Spider Lockhart saw something in me that Captain Tibbs never did. Yeah, I'm a Spider Lockhart guy, that's right. Because Spider Lockhart is a man that recognizes greatness. And he said to me that one day, one day, boy, I'd make it. And when that day never came, I realized that if I wanted my spot in the top of this company, I'd have to take it on my own. And I'd say we took that spot with force, buddy, destroying the best tag team in this company, the VWO, and taking their title right out from under their noses and proving Captain Tibbs wrong. Because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if it's JWF, JXT, WWE, AEW, I don't care. The wild-eyed southern boys will take on all comers. It will take them down just like we did the VWO. And we will prove that the South will rise. Tibbs, Tibbs, that, that music, is that, is that who I think that is? I don't... I don't know, Sills. This is very... Who is that? Well, it looks like the wild-eyed southern boys, especially Houston Longhorn, looks like they have seen a ghost because, Tibbs, that is the War Wizards, the former JXT tag team. They were number one contenders so many times, one of the most dominant teams that company had ever seen. The, the team of the War Wizard himself and Jeremis, led by, by their stand, the man who is, of course, known as Lawrence Whitney. They are coming out on stage right now, Tibbs. And, and like I said, the Wild-Eyed Southern Boys, they don't know what to think. What's going on? This is the War Wizards. This is those magic totem boys from JXT. And now they've come here to settle it with the Southern Boys. That's right. And I feel like Sam Adams might have been speaking a little bit too much out of turn. He said it doesn't matter if it's JWF and it doesn't matter if it's JXT. Well, JXT has come to the JWF right now. And I think they've got one thing on their mind. And it is Wrestlepalooza tips. I'm looking forward to see that, Sills. To see the War Wizards out to see the war wizard himself coming back to the ring and slinging spells left and right. That's right, Tibbs, but but who knows how they're going to respond to this? How, who knows how the wild-eyed southern boys are going to respond to this, this shocking debut from the former JXT standouts? I guess in order to find out what happens next with them, what happens next with the Dynasty, and of course, what happens next with Momoa Curry, you're going to have to tune in next time to JWF Monday Night War. So Dylan, it has been one hell of an episode with an amazing announcement about the brand new show JWF Monday Ignite Ignition, but I want to know, what did you learn this week? I learned that I will never get to hear Kaze Nina right live. <laughs> oh no, that's so sad. And I learned that there's only one company, one company that can fight the coronavirus, and it's the JWF. So, where can people find you on the internet? Um, I don't know. They can follow my inactive account at Dick and Stormy. <laughs> 
You can follow Blake whenever he gets back on Twitter at Blake A. Tanner, and you can watch him and his friends play dumb YouTube video games on a YouTube show about video games at the Dark Room Vidya. That is Dark Room V I D Y E A. And make sure to follow me on Twitter at Scotty Mo S E O T T Y E M O, and to check out all the other shows on the network at a load of pure BS dot com. And we, of course, would like to extend our thanks to Mega Ran for our theme song, Fighters. Check out Mega Ran on Spotify, on iTunes, on wherever you get access to music. He's currently in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean on the Joko Cruise. We wish Mega Ran all of the best. Please don't get coronavirus, Mega Ran. We love you. They, they, they ain't letting him back on shore. <laughs> And then, of course, support us. If you can't do it on Patreon, just tell a friend. Open your phone right now, text a friend who loves pro wrestling, and tell them, convince them with all of your might, all of your ability to check out the Fight Boys. And as always, you can find us at loadofpurebs.com. Step up to the merch table at merch.loadofpurebs.com. Find us on Facebook, donate to the Patreon, subscribe on YouTube. And remember to follow us on Twitter at Fight Boys Show Jervis. Actually, I think Jervis already does follow us on Twitter. Because when you're a Fight Boy, you're a Fight Boy for life! <laughs> <laughs>